the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back. Thursday, March 30th, 2023. I'm ditching my monologue for right now and everything else, given the breaking news that just came down the transom. I'm bringing in the big guns. I have Sam Stone with me. Sam Stone is a uh, political consultant and expert extraordinaire. Many of you know him from his Saturday show here. Breaking Battlegrounds, heard every three every Saturday at 3 p.m., uh, former uh, candidate uh, for city council, Sam Stone, and I are going to cover this with you and take any calls you would like to uh, you would like to make to us. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. The headline, Trump indicted, Donald Trump indicted after Manhattan District Attorney probe for hush money payments. Sam, uh, you and I were talking a little bit earlier and we thought this thing was pretty much an object in the rearview mirror, only to, in the middle of our discussion, see it being blasted across the trans uh, across the television set that Trump was indicted today for well, sitting I, I, pre- first president sitting or not to be indicted. I would have bet almost anything that that indictment was not going to happen. Nope. Um, boy, I, I am almost speechless I, at this I because I mean the reason I say that is because there was there's there's no basis for this. There's none. I mean this is insanity. First off, um, the the issue with it being an elections related issue is not a New York state issue. I mean, that's that's not under New York law. That is a federal issue. And the Federal Elections Commission has looked at it and said, no, nothing improper. Um, You know, secondly, at at that point, Trump was self-funding his campaign. It wasn't election money. It wasn't election money. It wasn't donor money. And that's actually a big difference because all he would have had to do to make it legal, even literally if they they. You know, he had put the money in the campaign, then took it out and paid her with, um, which he didn't do. I mean, you know, so but but leaving, let's say he had done that. All he would have to do is the reduce the amount he loaned his own campaign by one hundred thirty thousand dollars. And it's not a violation. So he has a right to spend his money in whatever way he wants. Now, in this case, there's a good question about whether he even knew what the money was for. Um, but without getting into that, there, there this is. I, I'm sitting here stunned yeah. today, Seth. The previous DA, a Democrat of long standing, a famous uh, name in the Democratic Party, Cyrus Vance, he looked at it. He didn't prosecute. As you say, the uh, Federal Election Commission dismissed this investigation, I think, two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, the federal prosecutors have taken a look and dismissed any notion of going forward with this case. And as I say, we all thought this thing was, was collapsing of its own of its own internal weight. Um, it sh- it shows you. I guess we were talking a little bit about this earlier off air, but it shows you that this notion of derangement sy- syndrome, if anything, has been underdefined. Uh, the derangement is real because, as you say, no legal basis. The weaponization of the law to achieve a political end, the get Trump at any cost. Uh, attitude here. Um, it's going to have wide-ranging implications. The Democrats are opening up a box here, from which flows out things they will not be able to control. I think. I, I think it's worse than that, to be honest. I, they're opening up a box that leads to the end of this society, um, because law and, law and order, the rule of law, is we've talked about it on this this air numerous times. 
it is the foundation of any civil society. Now, this is a purely political prosecution. This is third world garbage. Banana Republic stuff. Banana Republic stuff coming out of the state of New York. And you know, like every member of that jury should be ashamed and embarrassed of their actions. And Alvin Bragg is a I mean, you know, look, this guy whose job is to uphold the law is tearing it down. Mm-hmm. He is a absolute agent of destruction for this country. But if you're Donald Trump, this is the best possible outcome you could have. Um the question there's so much to talk about here and we'll do it together and obviously take calls six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. Anything anyone wants to call in about on this or anything else, we have a lot to deal with today. This being probably the most important. Uh, one of the discussions that was going on up until today was whether the other presidential candidates in the Republican primary should say anything. Um, now they have to because every Republican should say something. Every Republican should say something. Every every um, independent who still believes in the foundations of this country should say something. Every person of character in this country should say something. And Ron DeSantis and the rest of that field should be right out front standing uh, shoulder to shoulder with Donald Trump on this. This is an absolute abrogation of everything this country stands for and was founded on. It is amoral. And it is, I, you know, I, I am, I'm literally, I never struggle for words, Seth. You and I are both pretty we're loquacious both, We're people. both a little tied here. Wow. But boy, I am having trouble with this because this is just a hideous perversion of justice in any sense of the word. And you're right about that Trump derangement syndrome. Boy, you had to, as a member of this jury, to vote to convict uh, on and to indict him. You had to throw out consideration of the law and go purely with your personal hatred of Donald Trump because yeah. that's the only justification you have. You know, you would think that the Democrats would be learning a little bit about overcharging things, especially on a day where it turns out the uh, QAnon shaman is now being released from prison because they and he's going to be back in Phoenix. And, and, and I think he's think kind of, of a he's a wackadoo. Right, right. But, of course. But, but all all, all of that to be said. But this notion that but, overcharging but he's been treated totally right. wrong. Of course. You would, and, yeah. No, this this Democrats do not believe in fairness or law or any of this. I mean, this is just perfect evidence. They believe in nothing but total victory. And you're talking about people I wouldn't trust to run a 7-Eleven at this point. I mean, I'd assume they'd be stealing from themselves if they owned that joint. There's a uh, wonderful movie, uh, A Man for All Seasons, wonderful play by Robert Bolt. You may know it, um, where they talk about, you know, the most important parts of the rule of law are, of course, it's even – it's even it's even application regardless of party regardless of innocence and you have thomas moore saying when the law last law was down because roper's saying he would he would cut down the laws to go after the devil and thomas moore saying and when that last last law was down and the devil turned around on you where would you hide the laws all being flat this country is planted thick with laws from coast to coast if you cut them down you really think you could stand up in the winds 
that would blow then. I think we are going to inherit those wins right now, and I think the Democratic Party is going to regret this. I think we're all going to regret it, regardless of whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, regardless of whether you're a Trump Republican or not. I don't want to speak for you. I'll speak for myself. I used to be a very strong Trump supporter, less so over the years, but obviously would vote for him if he were the primary nominee because he's I just want to defeat the left. That's my only interest. And if he's our if he's our instrument to do that, fine. But even as he is not my first choice in the primaries, I am I'm flabbergasted, blown away and will do anything I can to help support uh, whatever it takes to teach Bragg a lesson. I agree 100 percent. And I think that's what they've animated too in 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 the Republican Party, and maybe with a lot of independents yeah, too. The wanted, point being, if, when he talks about the deep state, when he talks about unfairness, when he talks about partisan bureaucracy, you can no longer deny it anymore. Well, he doesn't even have to talk now. He just has to hold up the mugshot. That's right. That's right. Which we think might be a campaign. Oh, it's absolutely. I would be using this in a campaign ad. Independents, Republicans who went away from him, his entire argument to become president again is that he was denied his second term by the deep state, uh, by their actions. And this is proof that he is right about them, that he is 100 percent right. There's another angle to this as well, which is. This whole pro- this whole thing that you and I and a lot of other on t- others on talk radio have been talking about really for about four or five years now with which is the um, the politicalization of district attorneys from the left, the Soros funded, the for- Soros supported district attorneys who have turned blind eyes and deaf ears to true crimes. They have been redefining felonies. They have seen violent crime raise in their rise in their communities to unprecedented levels. I think 30 percent New York over the last year, if I'm not mistaken. And this this is what they're focusing and putting their time on. It's going to generate a whole new set of objections and analyses, I think, on that front as well. I, if every one of those people were run out of office at the end of a pitchfork right now, it wouldn't have happened too soon. That's right. And we'd be a safer country because of it. We uh, we have uh, Mike in Scottsdale. Let me go and take that call real quick. Mike, you're on with me and Sam Stone. Seth, are you there? Can you hear me? I can. Yes. Sam and I are with you. Okay. Okay, good. Uh, well, first of all, I think it's just, as you guys have been saying, it's it's unbelievable, the indictment. But I guess my, my question is, do we actually know what he's indicted on? I know you were talking about the no. federal election stuff, but I, I did. did you they, have it? Could they, could they have done it on the business? Well, yeah, I'll I tell you what. Sam, Sam has it. We're, he- we're hitting a break. Stay with us, Mike. Uh, I didn't okay. think we knew right. exactly yet, but Sam has a beat on it, so he'll give us it, uh, he'll give us that when we come right back. Don't go away. And room for more, 602 508 Zero nine six zero. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Sam Stone is in studio. We're discussing, obviously, the news. I, if it's not the news of the year, uh, I would be surprised. But Donald Trump has been, evidently, has been indicted by a grand jury in New York. Mike in Scottsdale, you had called in. Are you still on the line with us, sir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here, but let me ask you first. That bump of going out music with Dolly Parton was that to make us feel better? It's going to be all right. I can see the light. And no, I'll right. tell you what. I love that song, and any time Dolly Parton sings, it's a good time. But uh, it's a fine thing by me. Our, our generate. We have a. It's it's just it's it's a random generator. It's like a random numbers oh, okay. generator in a slot machine. We never really, unless I specifically asked for a song, and I didn't. I was just doing everything I could to catch well, the, myself the, up the, on the, New York the, penal codes. <laughs> the, <laughs> so. time, the time. The timing. 
name was perfect. <laughs> uh, anyway, for you had asked, Mike, message. Mike, you had yeah, asked, what, what uh, what, what's at stake here? Sam Stone has a beat on it. I'll let Sam take a take a stab at it here. OK. Yeah, Mike. So you're you're correct. Um, we don't know for sure, because in New York, grand jury indictments are sealed until the charges are presented. So that will take a, at least a few days, probably. Uh, they Who knows? In this case, they may rush it. But um the charge is most likely falsifying business records in the first degree, um, which, uh, quoting here from uh, New York State law, a person is guilty of falsifying business records in the first degree when, with the intent to defraud, that includes an intent to commit another crime or to aid or conceal in the commission thereof, that person makes or causes a false entry in the business records of an enterprise alters, erases, obliterates, deletes, removes, or destroys a true entry in the business records of an enterprise, omits to make a true entry in the business records of an enterprise in violation of a duty to do so, which he or she knows to be imposed upon him or her by law, or prevents uh, the making of a true entry or causes the omission thereof. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of problems there. there. You have to prove intent, first of all. Yeah, I mean, let's – yeah, exactly, Seth. You just hit on it. You have to prove that this was done with intent to defraud that includes an intent to commit another crime or to aid or conceal the commission thereof. What other crime is he theoretically having committed here? There isn't. I mean, there's nothing. First off, whether a campaign is a business is highly questionable. Um who was he defrauding? That's the other question. Who was I mean, being defrauded? Who was here? being defrauded? Right. This is someone was paid. Someone got the money, and the end of the story yeah, is right I mean, there. Donald Trump spent his money. Right. You know, and look, we do know the money did end up coming from Trump, going through Cohen to Stormy Daniels, via a very convoluted thing with with Cohen having paid up front theoretically, and then got again. Who's burst. being defrauded? But, but nobody's been defrauded. Right. There is no intent to commit another criminal act. There's nothing there. There is nothing at all illegal about paying someone for their silence. Almost, yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I it mean, does. that's. So, I mean, they, they, that, that, that's what they were talking about and the statute of limitations on that. So I, I don't know, though, with a, with a New York uh, jury, when it goes to trial, you know, who knows what will happen. But let me ask you guys, do you think that this then will embolden what is the other three other investigations, Georgia? Yeah, the Georgia ones might be a little different, but this may put a stop to all of that, right? I mean, you could... Well, or... Or could it embolden them to to say, okay, we're, we won't be the first one. It's what precedent's been set. We'll indict him too. I, I actually think that this may give them pause. Um, I think that they, okay. th- I think that they're going to look at this, and I think most other attorneys, the ones who are pursuing Trump in these other states, are going to look at this and realize how flimsy this really is. And I think they're going to question if they want to put themselves in that position. Because I got to be honest. I think Bragg is going to come out of this getting beaten like a drum, mm-hmm. as he deserves to be. Mm-hmm. I think he is he going to, should. yeah. I think he is going to come out of this black and blue all over because he is uh, just committed an absolute atrocity. You you go after a president or a big fish with the criminal law on a non-obvious crime, a non-violent crime, let us say, what is in fact here a misdemeanor, and, and, and that word's important to keep in mind here, that, that is what we're talking about, a misdemeanor. You go after a big fish, a really big fish, you better be able to have a really clear explanation. And the fact of the matter is that you're sitting here, Sam, as a smart man. I'm sitting here as 
someone who uh, reads smart people. Mike and the audience is smart. I have people emailing me who are smart. And none of us quite understand what exactly the use of this statute against Donald Trump can be. You go after a president or former president, you better be able to be crystal clear in explaining to the American people. Now, I don't mean that as any kind of legal duty, but as a political matter, if the American people can't understand why a president was indicted, you've got a real problem on your hands. We do. And and Seth, I want to jump back. Mike, we're all sitting here thinking and considering this in real time right now. Um, Considering the Democrat mindset, I actually now, as I thought it over some more, I think this does increase the likelihood. I think there becomes a ton of political pressure on the other investigations to come in with indictments very soon also. So they can say he's been indicted three times. It's not just Bragg. So I I actually have changed my mind while while Seth was talking there. Um, And and I do think this increases his legal risk. I, I agree with that. I think it does, too. I think the other ones are going to jump on board. It's they're, 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 uh, My view is they could look at it and say, okay, I'm not being the first one to step out there. There's a guy in front. Okay, I'll just get in line and go right along with it. Now, it's easier to follow than it is to lead, and that, that's, that's probably well, not And right dem- Democrats analogy, really, really play a team game. They, they, yes, they, they support each other. And so I can right. see them actually moving forward indictments. Knowing how flimsy Bragg's case is, as a way yeah. to to help protect him and to protect the attack on Trump. Right. Let, let right. me um, thank you, Mike, and uh, more room for more six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. I didn't think I would have cause to quote this because I thought it would be overtaken by events. O B E I E. There would be no prosecution. But last week, Peggy Noonan, I just kept this up. I, I didn't think I'd have used to quote it. She's not much of a Donald Trump fan. She wrote, charging him in the Stormy Daniels cases below us. Below us. The subject matter is below us. The nature of the charges is below us. The players in the drama are not people who put the fate of the republic in front of a grand jury in the first place. It involves a questionable legal theory that depends on the testimony of Michael Cohen, who is half mad in his own right and and a screwball in his own thinking. The idea that no one is above the law is true and an important tenet of democracy, but no nation is above good judgment. And indicting Donald Trump for this crime, if it is a crime, is not good judgment. That's right. Peggy Noonan. Well, and, and one of the very rare cases where I agree with Peggy 100 yeah. percent again. Yeah. Um, you know, look, this thing is really it's got me spinning for a loop because this is such a breakdown in the foundations of this country to have something like this happen. Um, I think I think this helps Donald Trump immensely. Um, but I, I, it makes me fear for this country more than I did before I walked in the studio today. I get it, a lot man. More. No, this is this is jaw on the floor stuff. Peggy Noonan takes the argument for those who say, "Well, you know, we got Al Capone on, on, uh, on tax charges." She said, "A former president isn't Al Capone." Well, you and know, a what former ta- president didn't kill anyone. Tax evasion is tax evasion. I tax mean, evasion you know, is not a non-disclosure right. agreement. Exactly right. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. On this important news day, it's great to have uh, my companion here, Sam Stone, talking through the news with all of you. There were about 10 stories coming into the studio today that I wanted to go over with Sam, a lot of them coming out of Nashville, some of them even from Arizona related to Nashville, some of them related to the terrible. I I was ready to talk movies, food, baseball, and all sorts of fun. All sorts of things, and of course the terrible uh, military uh, military deaths that took place uh, in uh, in Kentucky, Uh, just so much. And now this this has eclipsed everything, this indictment of uh, Donald Trump, which did right, did take uh, place today in in New York, and we'll sort it through with uh, with you all. But Sam, uh, one of the interesting takeaways from all of this is you have a district attorney in New York who has downgraded something like fifty percent of the felonies into misdemeanors. And what he has done now is invented a misdemeanor to ratchet it up as best he can to a felony. This isn't what people voted for a district attorney for, I don't think. Uh, but we'll find well, out. We'll find well, but, out. But uh, remember, Alvin Bragg ran explicitly yeah. on I'm going to go yeah. indict Trump. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, so look, this is it, Democrats are broken. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really think that um, Donald Trump and covid combined to break a lot of Democrats and they've not been put back together. Maybe they never will be. But how the heck else do you indict the man for something that is is completely irrelevant? I mean, honestly, this whole thing is a it's a joke that we're even talking about this. This should be a, a about a 10 minute conversation between uh, Donald Trump and his wife. The inter- the interesting thing that's going to take place, um, assuming there is a trial over it, 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 is going to be who the star witness is. And best we can tell, it's a court completely and thoroughly discredited, my, discredited Michael Cohen. And the proof you have to um, you have to give to a jury is is that of intent. There is no possible way to prove an intent to defraud anyone. As you point out, this cannot be repeated enough. Folks, common sense. Ask anyone who was defrauded here. Well, let's who is the victim? Let's say let's say that there was and, and there's not. But let's say there was a crime at the heart of this that lived up to that statute. Okay. Then there's only two people who can have committed it, right. one being Donald Trump, the other being Michael Cohen. Right. Um, Cohen would be the more likely suspect. Yeah. So if there is an actual crime committed, it's far more likely that it was committed by Michael Cohen than by Donald Trump. So you're going to try to use this guy as the your star witness? Yeah. I, this This is... This is so far afield from the idea of free and fair jurisprudence that it's hard for me. I, it's hard for me to comprehend how a jurist could vote for this. But the only way to explain it is is realistically that they are not in their right minds when it comes to Donald Trump. Hence derangement. Yes. Hence derangement. Let's take a few calls. Let's go to Tina in Star Valley. Hello, Tina. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Um, Gentlemen, um, I appreciate your comments and um, am in complete accord with them. Um, Seth knows, uh, just for general knowledge, I was raised in a banana republic in Kingston, Jamaica. And, you know, I saw this kind of thing. I mean, it was ho-hum all the time. And I do have a question about this district attorney. He 
like all public officials, I believe, because when I taught school, public school, I had to take an oath to defend and protect the Constitution. And I'm assuming that he was required to do that unless somehow that's gone by the wayside. Oh, I'm sure he did. Um, no, no, he was. And you, certainly to get his bar license, yes. he would have had to anyway. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, well, <laughs> it, it means oaths don't thing, mean anything is what it means, Tina. Oh, well, of course not. And not to Democrats either. And I was talking with a friend the other day about Democrats, and we're trying to, you know, we're very perplexed because I, I used to be a Democrat way back in the JFK days. And... Uh, you know, the why are these people the way they are? And my thought is, because we all look for explanations for things we don't understand, is that the the really toxic, twisted, creepy people are attracted to this party now. Uh, if you're not that way, you don't go there. Until we find an adult who can say, Democrats, my party, stop. Or unless we yeah. see a massive fling from the Democratic Party as a result. Tina, you're right. It's going to be a magnet right. for more derangement. Absolutely. Not healthy when we're a two-party nation and half of the – and one half of those parties is in the midst of a disoriented mindset. Let me take a quick commercial break with Sam. We'll be right back. 602-508-0960. Yeah, that's the right song. Let that song run for a moment. Yeah. Lawyers, Guns, and Money, Warren Zevon. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Sam Stone is my in-studio guest. We were here to talk about a whole host of other things, but uh, this story is eclipsing everything. Donald Trump has been indicted by the Manhattan District Attorney, Alvin Bragg. We're taking your calls on this, 602-508-0960. Did you have another point you wanted to yeah, make? Yeah, I mean, before we go to our next yeah. caller, and, and I'm sorry to keep you waiting on the line there, folks, but... Um, I can't tell you brought up the nebulous nature of the charges yeah. against Trump and, and, you know, I mean, looking at the, the base of the charge, I, I don't I don't see how he could have actually broken it. But there is a law in this situation that I believe has probably been very clearly broken. Hmm. And that's that a, there's a law against malicious prosecution. Yeah. And Alvin Bragg, I believe, is breaking the law uh, very simply. The problem is uh, because this is. To me, at least at this point, appears to be without any question at all a malicious prosecution. Um, the problem with that is that the New York Attorney General is not going to no. charge, not going to charge Alvin Bragg with this. Not in the case about Trump. Um, the Department of Justice under Joe Biden is not going to do their job and charge Alvin Bragg in this case against Donald Trump. Um, and you know, this is this is a perversion of the law in ways that I didn't. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I would never even have imagined this was possible. I mean, what what innocence we were pre-COVID and pre-Trump. Mm-hmm. One of the problems with malpros or malpro- malicious prosecution is Alvin Bragg has probably done his homework on this. My guess, I don't know the New York State statute on, on it, but usually you have to have no finding of probable cause. By dint of the fact that a grand jury has indicted him, he can rely on the fact that there was his probable cause. That's my that's that's my best guess as to the theory of how Alvin Bragg gets through this. He might be brought up on – he could theoretically be brought up on, on, on other charges with regard to well, he, abuse of uh, – you know, the abuse 
use of, of he, of he really office. better hope Trump right. doesn't become the president yeah. again and get control <laughs> of the DOJ because then I think he's going to have well, trouble. Well, that's right. This is probably, you know, on on the one hand, you could say this this might be the end of Alvin Bragg's uh, legal career. On the other hand, you made another interesting point, Sam, which you can't forget, which is this is New York, you know, which is like Chicago. Yeah, you know, no, like they're they're, they're they're going to they're going to they're going to close ranks and protect Alvin Bragg because that's what New York politicians do. Of course. Let me go to Paul in Phoenix. Uh, Paul, welcome to the show. Hi, gentlemen. Uh, I have to say I'm outraged at this indictment. And they finally crossed my personal red line. And between the Patriot Act, uh, COVID, and now this TikTok thing, uh, we're going to have no rights left at all. And they can indict a president, former president of the United States. I've had it. I I hope we can go to the streets and protest. It's time to shut down this country. Make our point before it's too late. But, you know, I, look, I'm I'm going to have a hard time disagreeing with you. I wrote a piece a, a couple of weeks ago, actually, for our, our Breaking Battlegrounds substack um, that, that kind of hits on some of this. But um, – one of the reasons that I think corporate America, for instance, has been so willing to cater to the woke is because Democrats have gone out and shown that they're willing to burn down cities, literally burn down cities to get their way, that the, that the law means absolutely nothing to them and they will close ranks in every situation and Republicans haven't. I'm not advocating for us to go down, burn down cities. Folks, do not go mar- go burn down anything, okay? But – Boy, we better start getting serious on our side and a lot tougher. I don't think that the Democrats understand how thinly we're held together right now as a country. Between this and what happened, fire and gossamer webs. I think. I think when you look at their response to Nashville, because for the last couple of days, I felt like the Republicans that I'm talking to were more on edge and closer to breaking through that very thin barrier than I have ever seen or heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, because the outrage, you know, it's one thing the the act itself was horrible, but the Democrats response to it was worse. It somehow actually worse made the whole thing worse. Um, I don't think we have ever been as close to the edge no. as we are right at this moment. Right. I mean, to the edge of of things, people on both sides who fantasize about some sort of revolution in this country, you have any idea the horror that would be unleashed? No, you don't. Uh, You're talking about death on an unimaginable scale, suffering on an unimaginable scale, things that no American has experienced in America, basically, in, in centuries. But we're closer to that today than we have, have been at any point in my lifetime. And the, the, the wall, the wall is tissue paper thin. It's incumbent on every candidate for president to say something about this. The it's incumbent upon every Republican. And that's the next point. It's, the, it's incumbent to flood the press release machines, and to flood the press release printers. It's time that every Republican elected state legislator, every uh, governor, every senator, every member of the House of Representatives say something about this. This needs to be a united front at once calling not only, yes, I think importantly for calm because we will be the mature party here on that front because the Democrats are, as I say, playing with fire. They have no idea how much asunder they are putting us right now. 
and the stressors in this country can't really take much more, to Paul's point. You know, how much more could we have gone through over the past two and a half years with COVID? How much more could we have gone through with all the discovery of the politicalization taking place at the Department of Justice? How much more can we go through when we look at the covers up that had to do with the origins of the virus in the okay, first we, place, much less the, the, the lies about we, the mandates? We have spent two to three years now being told and taught yeah. just how much our government views us as on one hand enemies and the other charges of the state, wards of the state. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Republicans are very have, – have been very on edge, but we are by nature rule followers. We are by nature law and order abiding citizens. We are by nature people who seek to find common ground as much as the left likes to call us extremists. The reality is the left will never bend or compromise on everything. And every time we do, it's just a step on the path to what the left has wanted. Um, The slippery slopes have all been real. Every one of them has been real. I mean, we, you know, and so at what point do Republicans say, I am done. I am not taking another step. I will not go down that slope. I'm going back the other way. And when that happens and how it happens, um, if it does not happen peaceably through elections, the the horror that it would unleash is, is incomprehensible. The idea of Republicans as extremists should be buried once and for all today. Just look at Arizona as ground zero for Democratic Party extremism if you are looking for a party that represents extremism. Uh, two years ago, you had the Senate Democrats as a whole speaking with a united voice, sending out a quote from Asada Shakur, a cop-killing communist terrorist who's on the lam in Cuba on the FBI's most wanted list. You had last year the second largest county, Democratic Party in the county, calling on July 4th for an F the 4th party. And they used the whole word, not the letter F. Mm-hmm. And two days ago, you had the press secretary of the governor putting up a video of a woman shooting guns saying this is what transphobes should get hours after the shooting in Nashville. The word extremist doesn't belong anywhere in the neighborhood of the Republicans. And if you want to find a party that embraces it, you can look at the Democratic Party and you don't have to look very far. It's right here in Arizona. This is this is the face of evil. Yep. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. Delighted to have uh, with us Sam Stone in studio with us. He, among other things, is the host of his own radio show, heard here every Saturday at 3 p.m., uh, Breaking uh, Battlegrounds. And he also has a Substack page. Did you want to say something about it? Smart stuff you guys put up there. Well, I, I mean, you know, we, we were just talking about – I've been putting out a lot of stuff lately because we're increasing the content. We're trying to expand Good. our platform a little bit. So I'm trying to do, you know, near daily pieces. There isn't one today, but there was, you know, the last 10 days or so out there. Um, one of the running themes that I've been talking about is this weaponization of government and the breakdown in law and order. Mm-hmm. And it's all coming from one side. Mm-hmm. It is all coming from one side. And that's, I think, fundamentally because one side still believes deeply in the ideals of America and the other side does not at all. And so if you're the left, tearing America apart is okay because you've rejected it already. However, that is such an unbelievable level of ignorance. It's like they've never traveled anywhere in the world or seen what happens in other countries or how they operate. There is no place as good as America to live. There's no place. And I don't care what the 
you know, happiness surveys of Sweden and, and Scandinavia say. I mean, they're trained to lie on those bloody <laughs> things by their culture. There's a reason that Scandinavians in the U.S. have higher happiness ratings than, than they do. So, I mean, look, we are reaching a place where it's hard, harder and harder to recognize this as America. That's the problem. And and that's a, that should be a really terrifying thing, even for the left, even though they don't understand it. Because in other countries, the whim of politicians, if you're in China, the whim of President Xi can have you executed for nothing and no one will say anything. That's right. And I am very certain that all these people on the left cheering on this indictment of Donald Trump, every one of them has something that they do or believe in or, or say or feel that is out of line or one day will be out of line with the the left in power. And so what's going to happen to them at that point? They're going to suffer the same persecution. This is Stalinism. Uh, Lavranite Barina, the most ruthless of Stalin's law enforcers, you know the quote, folks, bring me the man and I'll find the crime. That's what we're in. That's the world we're in now. This is Stalinist justice. Sam Stone, uh, are you able to stay? You're welcome to if you yeah, want Yeah, no, to. I'll, I'll, I'll stick it out for you and the callers. No, and, that'd be great. You know. We have a few on hold. Stay with us uh, for the top of the hour news break. I have a feeling I know what it's going to be, and we'll get to you on the other side. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 